Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Batman, the audio adventures. Room 609, voice mailbox, Wednesday, March 3rd. Good evening, Mr. Sawfield. This is the concierge at the front desk. May I again say, as great fans of the sport of baseball, how proud we are to be hosting the Central City Demons here at the Gotham Grand Hotel. While we can't go as far as to wish you luck against our hometown gas lamps, we nevertheless do hope you enjoy your stay to its fullest. Please hold for a private message. Bonsoir, Mr. Sawfield, and welcome to Gotham. This is Oswald Cobblepot, a humble admirer of your remarkable athleticism. Oh, every baseball team has a star pitcher, but Lucky Bucky Sawfield truly belongs in the firmament. If you have no other engagements this evening, perhaps you and your teammates would join me at my casino for a night of good sportsmanship before the game tomorrow. I'm correct you enjoy games of skill and chance, yes? I'll send the cars around seven. Thursday, March 4th. Good morning, Mr. Sawfield. Congratulations. I understand your namesake luck was plentiful at the iceberg last night. I've received your maintenance request. So sorry to hear you're having difficulties accessing your in-room lockbox safe. You no doubt wish to secure your winnings. I will send someone to investigate right away. Please hold for one new message. Well, Mr. Sawfield, we know now for certain that they don't call you Lucky Bucky for naught, eh? Oswald Cobblepot here. May I say it was an authentic honor to have you as my guest last night. I trust you enjoyed the champagne I sent over. Both cases of it. <laughs> and don't worry at all about the bit of a... fisticuffs you found yourself in. We here in Gotham understand what painting the town red sometimes means. <laughs> Though it's a shame you suffered such a physical and public altercation with one of our opinionated local sports fans. Let me apologize on his behalf. That fellow was an obstreperous lout. I want you to know your antagonist will never again enjoy my hospitality. Because A, I prize civility above all else. And B, by tragic coincidence, he was followed home last night by an unknown assailant and beaten to death with a rock. Have a good game today! Mr. Sawfield, hello again. I do regret to inform you that maintenance was unable to open your in-room safe. But we will contact the manufacturer and retrieve the contents just as soon as we are able. Hold for a private message, please. Sawfield, old smoke. Cobblepot again. It occurs to me my last message may have left you with some questions. I know. A crime like this is shocking. A man is murdered in a fit of rage. Who would do such a thing? Well, besides a notoriously intemperate hothead baseball player from out of town. 
swaggering into the local saloon with a chip on his shoulder, mouthing off while he swills free bubbly like a gulper eel. I mean, that will be everyone's first thought, of course. The police, the press, the victim's associates, and 7th Street Syndicate. Oh, yes, you see, that loudmouth was a made man. And those Syndicate boys process grief the old-fashioned way. With a set of jumper cables and an alkaline car battery, don't you know? Good thing you have an alibi, isn't it? Yes, no worries. At the time of the murder, you were gambling in the Salon Privé. At my invitation, alone. You were there for hours. I can attest to that. Or can I? I am prone to the most disturbing sudden mental lacunae. Perhaps it's the water here, because my entire staff has the same affliction. On the other hand, with dozens of eyewitnesses eager to attest they saw Lucky Bucky Sawfield in a vicious altercation with the deceased, lo and behold, a convincing theory of the case begins to emerge. Burning with the man's snide insults, you followed him out of the casino. When he paused to gain his bearings in some lonely and obscure spot, your fury erupted like Krakatoa. You took a loose paving stone and pounded him into aspic jelly. When the adrenaline subsided, naturally, you panicked, stripped the corpse of its valuables and dumped it in the harbor before wandering back to your hotel in a daze. Such was the confusion of your mingled bloodlust and inebriation that when you returned to your room, you found your hands still clutched the blood-smirched belongings of your victim. Oh, I know it didn't happen that way. You know it didn't happen that way, but... It's a theory that will be given a great deal of credibility once hotel management gets that pesky safe of yours open. And surprise, they find the dead man's bloody wallet and wristwatch are inside. <laughs> How's that for a curveball, Lucky? You probably want that combination, and soon. I'll give you a hint. The first digit is two, as in the number of home runs you need to see our hometown hero, Swat Flyshacker, hit today. Am I making myself clear? We have a way of speaking in Gotham City. Two diggers for our hometown boy. You had better see to it. All right, now let's play ball! Gotham, ambition and guile flash frozen in grimacing stonework. Join us now for another tale of life and death in Gotham City. March 7th finds the Penguin desperate for a show of strength to counter rumors of turmoil within his crime empire. But he is only desperate because the rumors are true. The Penguin's wall of crime may encircle the city, but its bricks are mortared with the legal genius of Harvey Dent. And thanks to the Batman, Harvey is no longer with the organization. Safely spirited away in the dead of night to Wayne Manor, Two-Face is finally free of the Penguin's predations. But the sudden appearance of the Scarecrow suggests that his fortunes have not necessarily improved. The noble homestead, defiled and debauched by demons, stately Wayne Manor is utterly besieged, as is the central nervous system of its namesake occupant, Bruce Wayne. Caught unawares, he succumbs to a gas attack from the nefarious Dr. Jonathan Crane, now revealed to be the pharaoh of panic himself, the Scarecrow. Breathe deeply, little Brucey. It's such a short trip from the breath to the blood, from the blood to the brain. I, I, uh, I've got such things in store for you. You too. 
Take him to his resting place. Right. The rest of you, eyeball, Scud, search the house. Rouse the staff. I think it's just one butler somehow. As for Dent, he's dangerous, and I'm bored with him. When you find that conjoined monstrosity, put it out of its misery. At their master's command, the crank-addled delinquents fan out amidst the fine furnishings in a shambling miasma of profanity. Where are you, Harvey? Ali, Ali, oxen-free. Well, what have we here? <laughs> of course, this house has its own pipe organ. Oh, no, that's just an invitation, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, the hip bones connected to the thigh bone. The thigh Upstairs, bone. faithful Alfred realizes the time is now if he and Two-Face wish to escape a rapidly approaching tide of recreational sadism. Mr. Dent, I realize you are somewhat poorly, but if you could perhaps find the strength, I recommend we escape whatever these hooligans have in mind. No problem. Where do you keep the heaters? Heaters? Bruce doesn't keep firearms in the house, you clod. He detests them for obvious reasons. Oh, right. The parents got plugged. Oh, have some tact, you thoughtless ignoramus. Hey, don't talk to me like that around the help. Oh, I don't The know. butler is several times your mental superior, and he... Please, sirs, do exclude me from the squabble. Alfred projects preternatural calm, but a squabble can only mean one thing. The effects of the joy cure are wearing off. Don't you say and that. a peace in harmony inside Two-Face along with it. How dare you? Oh, don't think, precious. With waxing dread, Alfred realizes the window to avoid catastrophe has nearly slammed shut on his fingers. Gentlemen, please. Huh? huh? The situation has become quite urgent. There is a ruffian arriving imminently, and he's going to find the two of us unarmed. Counselor, come out, come out, We can take him. You're going to have to. Listen carefully, there are twin suits of armor at the end of the hall, fully dressed for battle. If it's twins, we like the plan already. I'll engage the ruffian in a wrestling hold. You? Well, I was rather a grappler in my youth, but yes, I'll only manage to hold him for a moment. So you need to rush down the hall to the armor, procure a weapon, and come to my rescue. Got it. Come out, come out. Come out. Now, Mr. Dent. <laughs> Uh, Fergus, oh. we're at the armor. Very good, sir. If you would kindly uh, grab uh, a mace. Now, Mr. Dent. Okay, but there's two. Yes, just grab one. Okay, but which one? I assure you it doesn't matter. Are you sure you it does? Just flip a coin. Oh, ah, of course, the right one. His right or right? His right. Thank you. Two-faced labors through a fog of drug-induced confusion. But seizing the iron cudgel, he is suddenly invigorated by the promise of violence. A promise soon fulfilled to his exacting standards. Good plan, Alfredo. We knew we liked you. Yes, very good, sir. Now, if you please, run for the bottom of the stairs. Master Bruce's study locks securely from the inside. I'll be right behind you. The two make haste for sanctuary, but the remainder of the hunting party catches a scent of their quarry. There they are. After room. Give me the shotgun, Scud. Oh, Mr. Dent, just buckshot. We're fine. Keep moving. We're almost there. Two-Face slumps to the floor of the study, heaving and bloody. All else is eerily silent, undisturbed, save for the patient serenity of the great-grandfather clock. Awful quiet out there. Do you think they... 
Alfred has mere moments to devise an escape. The window ah! are no option for Two-Face, who at present should be occupying a stretcher. Let her rip, boys! They cannot remain where they are. The door is sturdy, but it is not airtight. In point of fact, the only airtight and hermetically sealed environment on the estate grounds is... The Batcave. Come again, Alfredo. Alfred has no choice. Mr. Dent, we're going downstairs. <laughs> Two-Face can be forgiven if he doesn't understand exactly what he's witnessing. A megadose of joy cure mingled with blood loss and a whiff of the scarecrow's gas is a stiff cocktail for the ruddiest sot. But Two-Face could swear the butler just walked him into the clock. And down, down, how far down? What is this? Some kind of safe room? The safest in the city, sir. Authorization Alfred One. The mismatched eyes of Two-Face blink and strain through a heavy veil of drugs, distress, and disbelief. I can't believe it. It's not possible. Bruce Wayne is... Yes, Mr. Dent, Bruce Wayne is... Bruce Wayne is a filthy liar! What? No. He said he was there for us. He always said he wanted to help us, sure! But all this time, he had an ankle. Bruce Wayne is Batman. And I thought I was the two-faced bastard. Mr. Dent, I assure you. The old double life gimmick. And we fell for it. Please, Mr. Dent, you need medical attention. We don't like to be played, Alfredo. It's a guarantee when we get played, someone gets hurt. Mr. Dent, don't! The betrayal he long suspected seemingly realized. The wrath of Two-Face scorned is a two-megaton bomb in freefall. See it detonate in a future tale of life and death in Gotham City. My fellow Americans, Honest Abe Fetterman here. Four score and seven years ago, I brought forth in Gotham City... Everything must go! I'm talking blenders, I'm talking toasters, washers, dryers. That's right, Out of Saves Hardware and Household Appliances is shutting its doors for good! But we're passing the savings on to you. Just look at these deals. An electric waffle iron. $900. Energy Star rated air conditioning unit. $600,000. And right here is a 19-inch color television set for the incredible price of, oh my god, this can't be right, $499-734-850-000 and 52 cents! $499,734,850,000 and 52 cents! That's right, Gotham City! With prices like these, I must be insane! And of course he was. Hi, I'm Abraham... Fetterman Jr., and I want to thank the community for their support for my father, Honest Abe Fetterman, during his recent struggle with mental illness. 
It wasn't easy for him to close his beloved hardware and household appliance store and agree to be committed to Arkham Asylum, but we all agree it was for the best, and he's happier there, and I understand they're letting him wear his uh, Abe Lincoln costume on the inside, which probably means they found out the same way I did, that if you try to take it off him, he will bite you. Kindness get you nowhere with that man. Anyhow, from all of us at the Honest Abe family, minus to Honest Abe, who will be making no further public statements, thanks for the memories, Gotham City. Honest Abe's hardware and household appliances. The prices are literally insane. Gotham, a cat's cradle strung from high-tension wires. Join us now for another tale of life and death in Gotham City. Robin and Batman. Batman and Robin communicate over a heavily modified WayneTech Mark 7 crystal fiber satellite link-up supported by a network of ideally located private relay towers around Gotham. Robin and Batcave. Computer, do you copy? You gotta be kidding me. It's possible for any system to fail, even one designed by the Batman. Or so Robin tells himself. What's the alternative? Batman and the Batcave are both somehow offline? Preposterous. And so the boy wonder puts it from his mind to focus more keenly on the task at hand. Come in, Commissioner Gordon. Gordon here. Is this Robin? Yes, sir. My communications with the Batman are non-functional. Do you have comms? Negative. Is that normal? Not normal, no. I was just about to end my patrol early and investigate when I saw suspicious activity at the old Honest Abe's Hardware and Household Appliances store. That's on the edge of Burma Shade Boys territory. Probably a gang of those urchins scrounging for abandoned valuables, isn't it? That could be, but I had a hunch. Joker has been bouncing around town from one makeshift safe house to the next since Penguin put the hit out. Yeah? Batman always says there's a method to his madness. I think he's set up shop in Honest Abe's. The Joker? Of all the places in Gotham, what in the world makes you think he's in an abandoned hardware store? It's the initials, Commissioner. Probably pretty irresistible to the Joker. Initials? Honest. Abe's. H-A. Hardware and household appliances. H-A-H-A. Ha, ha, ha. They say the best jokes are the ones you have to explain. Yeah, well, if it is the Joker... Sorry to interrupt, Commissioner, but we're no longer dealing in hypotheticals. A long purple sedan with darkened headlamps slithers down the alley like a viper. It's the Joker, all right. I've never been this close to him, you know? Not without Batman. Okay, now, now, fall back. I'll send a unit. I'll send two. He's unloading crates. Batman would plant surveillance. Batman would tell you to get out of there and report to him. Can't test that theory, Commissioner. Batman isn't answering my calls. He went inside. I can slip in the basement window and plant an eavesdropper in the storefront. Robin, I, I know I don't give you orders. But I hope I've earned enough of your respect that you'll listen to me when I beg you, don't do it. You thinking it over? What I said? Thinking about not doing it? Robin? Hello? Too late. Robin is already inside. It's pitch dark. Should it be this cold? Night vision reveals no sign of the Joker. But the boy wonder can still count on his keen hearing. He's in the back office. Robin could leave the surveillance device anywhere in the shop, but the Joker could be gone in hours. Less. 
What is it the Batman says about opportunity? Knock first and knock hard. The real coup would be planting it on the clown himself. The whistling seems to beckon him. <sighs> I could do this. As Robin creeps between the empty shelves of the abandoned storefront, the vacancy of the place seems to howl. If he can just get a line of sight on the Joker, he can shoot the eavesdropper from a distance, undetected. The floor is sticky. What are those fumes? Something was burned beyond recognition in the trash can. What is it? What was it? And why is it so cold in here? At last, he gets to the door. And peering into the light of a single bare bulb, the boy wonder sees... Oh... No. That he should have listened to the commissioner. Now then, try practicing that tune a few times. When you're ready, flip to side B of How to Whistle Like a Nightingale. 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 A phonograph needle in an empty room skips. Robin realizes his mistake too late as he feels a cold hand on his shoulder. You must know how to whistle, little birdie. Got any pointers? These records are a real ripoff. <laughs> Robin is felled. To find out why the caged bird stings, tune into future tales of life and death in Gotham City. Gotham City One. Good evening, Gotham movie buffs. I'm Jack Ryder. Tune in this Saturday at midnight when I'm hosting. Oh no! The transformation is happening again! <laughs> Hark! Strikes the midnight hour, and so the creeper emerges from his ancient tomb to... Tomb? Am I a vampire? I thought this was like a Jekyll Hyde thing. Yeah, no, it does. It makes a difference to me. We just did a whole transformation. Fine. Join me, the Midnight Creeper, on Gotham City One this Saturday as I seize control of your planetary airwaves for a screening of the Argus Studios horror classic, Dread Castle. Do not resist, puny Earthlings. You will... Earthlings. Earthlings. Okay. You're just messing with me now. Did anyone settle on a backstory for this character? No? Just a little creative free-for-all to make Jack look like he has... No judgment whatsoever. Whatever. The Midnight Movie, a Gotham City one. I regret. I just hate this. I hate every part of this. Gotham City one. Gotham, a dark room where memories drown in a chemical bath. Join us once again for a tale of life and death in Gotham City. The Silence of the Tomb. Where am I? It was a somewhat rhetorical question. Bruce is restrained, confined, and so heavily drugged, any further elaboration would be lost on him. It was a waste of breath to even ask, unless someone can hear him. You're in the family plot. Yes, I know it's cramped, but you'll soon disassociate and we'll wander the wilds of your mind together, little Brucey. Through one of your manufactured nightmares. Nonsense. I'm here to give you your fondest wish, little orphan boy. Just like magic. In fact, abracadabra. What did you just do? I've given you a chance at happiness. Bruce? Mother? Bruce? Father? 
is this? It's therapy, dear boy. In here, you are no longer an orphan. Bruce, come along now. What are you saying? That night? The Monarch Theater? The alley? My parents weren't killed? Well, not yet. Hurry, Bruce. The picture's about to start. But it is that night, Bruce. No. And I'm afraid the night is young. If you don't step lively, young man, you'll miss the cartoon short. Mother, don't go into the theater. You love the cartoon short, don't you, son? Father, please. Please take us home. What has gotten into you? And now, Argus Pictures presents the hand-fisted predicaments of the dim night. The world's greatest defective bat night. This is your chance at happiness, Bruce. The chance you've always wanted. The chance to save them. <laughs> Can you save your parents this time, Bruce? <laughs> Life and death in Gotham City. To be continued. Batman, The Audio Adventures. Written and directed by Dennis McNicholas. Batman, created by Bob Kane with Bill Finger. Based on characters from DC. With performances by Jeffrey Wright, Aristotle Atari, Ike Barinholtz, Rosario Dawson, Steve Higgins, Toby Huss, Gillian Jacobs, John Leguizamo, Dennis McNicholas, Tim Meadows, Seth Myers, Bobby Moynihan, Chris Parnell, Katie Rich, Ben Rogers, Paul Shear, Pete Schultz, Brooke Shields, Brent Spiner, Keenan Thompson, Alan Tudyk, Bradley Whitford, Melissa Villasenor, Eli Brugerin, Doug Bossy, Ranjani Brow, Chris Gibney, Julie Larson, Erica Phillips, Rosie Phillips, Tony Phillips, Zoe Phillips, Deirdre Quinn, Robbie Wyckoff, Executive Producers, John Berg, Angela Petrella. Produced by Dennis McNicholas. Executives in Charge of Production, Shalene Desai, Peter Girardi. Producer, Tyler Dorson. Production Services by Cast Media. Producer, Colin Thompson. Coordinating Producer, DJ Lubell. Music by Doug Bossy. Sound Recording, Design, and Mixing by Big Yellow Duck. Sound design, mixing, dialogue editing, and re-recording mixing by Chris Gibney. Dialogue editing and additional post-production by Julie Larson. Original songs by Doug Bossy and Tony Phillips. The characters and events depicted in this podcast are fictional. Any similarity to any actual person, living or dead, or to any actual events, firms, places, and institutions or other entities is coincidental and unintentional. This podcast is protected under the laws of the United States and other countries, and its unauthorized duplication, distribution, or exhibition may result in civil liability and criminal prosecution. Country of First Publication, United States of America. Batman, The Audio Adventures. Copyright 2022, Warner Brothers Entertainment Incorporated. Batman and all related characters and elements are trademark and copyright DC. All rights reserved.